you know that homeschooling is so much more than teaching your kids facts and teaching them lessons, right? As homeschool families, we have such an opportunity to dig deeper and teach our kids about the importance of relationship and to build a strong family culture. And if you're wondering, like, what does that look like? What can building a strong family culture look like and nurturing our relationships? What can that look like? then today's episode is going to be a treat for you because we are speaking with veteran homeschooler and homeschool coach, Lee Nguyen, and she's telling us all about how to build a strong family culture and how to create these really strong relational bonds with our families. Are you ready to dig in? Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Today, I am excited to welcome our guest, Lee Nguyen. Lee is the host of Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where she shares tips and encouragement for homeschool moms. She was a hesitant homeschooler, but alongside her husband, she's recently graduated two out of three of her kids. So, whoop, whoop, go Lee. And she enjoys DIY projects, spending time outdoors, and growing into a woman who seeks to glorify God in all that she does. So welcome to the show, Lee. Brandy, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So you describe yourself as a hesitant homeschooler. So I am curious. I would love to hear a little peek into your homeschooling story. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of us who pull kids from school that are hesitant, that it's not what we, was not our plan. Let's just say the original game plan was not to homeschool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody that homeschooled. I was not very familiar with homeschooling and really felt the Lord saying, this is the direction you're going to take in with your family. I mean, I, I think in my heart it was growing, but I couldn't put a, my finger on it. I couldn't put a word on it. Like what I was feeling as far as my family being apart uh, with kids in school and just really felt him, you know, say you're going to, you need to homeschool. And I was like, that's the word. That's what I'm thinking of. And once I decided, you know, like, okay, I'm going to follow what he says and told my husband and he said, okay. (laughs) So hesitant in the way of like, can I really do this? And it Mm -hmm. wasn't, wasn't in the plans at all. And so I love to see homeschool moms with younger kiddos. Like you have that are like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And you start off and you have that in your heart already, you have that desire and you know that you want to live and do things differently. So some of us though, that end up pulling our kids, we're a little hesitant at first. We're not quite sure. It takes some time to grow in our hearts a little bit. Yes, I can totally relate actually. So my, my oldest did go to for up to first grade and it was the same thing, the Lord, it was all the Lord. And I like, remember writing it in my journal, um, one day and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. And then it just grew and he kept calling. The Lord kept calling and here we are. 
<laughs> yep. And here we are. Right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Here I am like, okay, I've graduated two kids. Like did not, did not think I was going to make it to that point. And yeah. yeah, he, he definitely calls and then sustains those that he calls. <laughs> right. That's awesome. So graduating two of your kids, that is such an accomplishment. That's awesome. I'd love to like glean from your experience. Um, you speak of the importance of creating a family culture and embracing your unique homeschool lifestyle. And I'd love to hear more about like what that means to you. Yeah, I think that we often, we can, as homeschool moms, we can look around at other homeschool moms and say, well, she's doing it this way. That must be the right way. Or she seems to have, be having success. So that must be the way that I need to homeschool as well. And we forget that we have our own, we have our own family culture. It doesn't, and it might not be some families. I know have some friends and their culture is very heavy in one area. They might really be into the arts. Another family might really be into science. And it doesn't mean that you have to have something like that. There just is something unique to every family. Maybe you're reading buffs, maybe you're movie buffs. And we can think of those things of culture, but there's just a lot of little things and how we relate to one another. And I really, my heart wants to encourage moms to not steer away and not be embarrassed and not be hesitant about the way that they and their husband relate to each other and how their kids relate to one another and just what does their family look like and that we're all just so unique. And it's, it's actually really, that's a, that's a great fun thing that God has created us all to be so unique. And so we all have our own culture and I really just want moms to embrace that homeschooling is an entire lifestyle, but that you have your own family culture and go with it. Don't, don't hide it, <laughs> go yeah. with it and, and do what you guys love to do. I love that. And it makes me think right away of like, you know, you just hear so many things about like, um, con like conventional unschooling, like all of these things that people want to like put themselves in the box or whatever. Um, and you might feel bad if you do it a different way than somebody else. Like, oh, they like, they sit down and they do their stuff and they get it all done. And they're so on point. And then I'm over here like, well, we're, we're not quite like that, you know, but it's like that. It's almost like, don't compare yourself to others. I feel like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And those, the different styles homeschooling are really, it's, I like to encourage you to start off with that. Because mm -hmm. if you're, especially if you're unfamiliar with homeschooling at all, you're like, how does that look? What should I do? How do I, how do I do this? Finding a style that resonates with you and then, but don't feel like you have to get into that box and then close it up and seal the lid and stay in there that you can then break out of that box. You can, you can stay in that box if you want. You can, you know, I'm like, just at least open the lid up a little bit and take a look out and see if it's still working for you as your kids get older and yeah. And just embrace, yeah. Embrace how God has created you, you guys, and just the uniqueness of every single family. Yeah. How do, how do you feel like you kind of found your, your culture, your lifestyle? I think we just kind of a little bit stumbled into it. I began motherhood like semi-intentional. And as they got older, I was like, I really, if I want to have a certain results with my kids and not that we can create, you know, they're, they come as, they come as people and we need to discover who they are. But I knew that if I didn't take the time to pour in certain character traits and we didn't talk about Bible stories and we didn't, we didn't take these time to bond as a family, they wouldn't, 
I wouldn't have, at, I wouldn't have taken that time. Like I wouldn't be able to say at the end, well, I didn't, <laughs> I did everything I could, or I, mm -hmm. or I was intentional about pouring into these things. And so just kind of, you know, in some areas, you know, they were new, you know, newborn, first newborn. And I was, I was like, okay, you know, feeding and the sleeping and, you know, all the things, reading all the books about everything and wanting to be ahead of things. And then didn't, you know, didn't really think about the, character traits and stuff really I mean we a little bit but then as we started homeschooling I was like wait a minute I have time now to pour into this and that actually became especially even as they've gotten older more important I would rather take the time to pour into them you know biblical character traits and mm -hmm. talk about bible stories And as they gotten older we got get into theology it just kind of morphed and I really realized that relationship was really important to me yes and I really wanted to be intentional about that. I wanted to have, just from my own experiences, I mean, I have wonderful parents and wonderful brothers, and we've grown into great relationships, but I really wanted to start off with those great relationships. I wanted my kids to feel comfortable to come to me about anything. And one of the ways I did that was that I would introduce topics that would feel uncomfortable to me, but I would introduce them in a casual way. And we would talk about them and they weren't weirded out. Like I was the one, <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably thinking of some of the topics right now that I was, you know, talking to them about. And I would be like, you can't laugh, you know, like, <laughs> like don't laugh and giggle as you're talking about this. Cause they'd be like, why are you laughing? <laughs> but it just came from my, <laughs> came from my own insecurities, my own inability at the age of 10 or 15 to talk to my mom about these types of things. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't want that. I want them to come to me about everything. And the conversation sometimes just blow me away that my kids and as they became teens and they would just come and I'm like, wow, they're coming to me to ask my opinion and my thoughts about things. And it's like, wow, there's just, you can't put a price on that. That to me is invaluable. And so that start started off, you know, as they were young, just being open to talking about anything, any questions that they had. And if I didn't know the answers, I would just tell them, I don't, I don't know. Let's look into that. And yeah. I think that's a, I think it's a good thing, especially to say to teens, like, I don't know. So they don't feel like they have to know everything and that mom's doesn't know everything and she's not perfect <laughs> and I'm going to get things wrong. And so relationships are really important. I wanted to have good, solid relationships with, um, each of our kids. And then my husband also with each of our kids. And then I really wanted them to have strong sound, you know, foundation and good relationships between the three of them. I wanted them to have a good relationship one-on-one -on -one, and then yeah. also all three. And it's, it's really been incredible to watch, uh, how that has grown and, and doesn't mean it was perfect. There was arguments, there was quarreling, there was stuff, but I didn't let them get away with just being angry and, and being abusive or rude to their siblings. Like we would work those things out and it takes time and it takes energy and it's so draining, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if that answered all your questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I can so relate with that. Like, especially like the ages of my boys. So they're 10 and eight and like, they started bickering a lot and you know, it's like, we could just like, almost like skim over it. Like stop doing that to your brother. Let's get back to the lesson. But I feel like there's so much opportunity to actually like dig in me. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I do it too much where I'm like, we need to get to the bottom of this, right? Like, why are you actually angry with your brother? Like what is going on? Um, and talking about like the heart issue, but like sometimes our whole, like anything I had planned for school that day is like, like hardly done because we're busy, like constantly, like they're having a bad day and they're just at each other. And we're like stopping constantly to be like, okay, what is going on? 
But I feel like it is like you're saying it's so important because it's about the relationships, you know? Right. Yeah. Because the lessons are going to come and go. They're going to forget those. I mean, they'll, they'll remember the basics of math and reading and all those things, but like <laughs> the little, the little lessons and the little things are, you know, the, the, a certain war and you talk about certain generals and the dates and stuff, they're not going to remember that, but they're going to remember how they felt in our home with us and how they related to one another. And so I always try to keep the long, the long range vision in mind, as opposed to just the inconveniences of today. I'm like, Oh, like you said, we, you know, want to get through these lessons. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, we're on a timeline here. I really want to cover these things and it's good stuff that I want to dig into with you, but we're arguing again, we're dealing with this. And in the end, it is more worth it to focus on those relationships and the character and rooting out things that you're seeing in them that, you know, you know, are not going to benefit them well as they get older. Mm-hmm. So you talk about like leaving that conversation open for your kids. Are there other ways that you helped grow their relationships? Like things that you did intentionally? I need some help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just giving them time together. And I I would say that overall in our culture, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but our culture puts such a huge emphasis upon children and friendships with those outside of the family. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That, that is fine, but there were times where friends started to become more important and we would end up pulling away maybe from a relationship if that friendship was not something that was pouring well into them, or if it was something that I saw getting in the way. If, um, so say like, you know, especially I think I would see it more so with my boys, if -hmm. a friend became more important than their brother. And at times it, it doesn't mean that the relationship has to be the same, but if they're starting to treat their brother not well and that friend better, then that's something that we need to need to work on. Because I would say, you know, in, in the end here, you know, someday in 50 years, you know, <laughs> when mom and dad are having some health issues and stuff, this is who's going to be by your side. This is who's yeah. going to walk you through. And I would say things like, you know, in 20 years, this is who you're spending Christmas with, not the, you know, knucklehead down the street or something like that. And yeah. so just really um, giving them time to together. And part of it was, I think a really, really solidified the relationship was we ended up moving States, I guess about seven years ago or so. So my daughter was 12. So they're between the ages of seven and 12 and we moved States, didn't know anybody. And I think those couple of first couple of years before they had any friends or anything else Ah. really to do really solidified their relationships and we moved out to the country and there was a lot of work to do on an old farmhouse and oh, the cool. property. And so I think that really bonded us. So doing things together, we've done projects together, obviously taking trips that yeah. really bonds, uh, bonds one together as well. Just little things like at Christmas, buying each other Christmas gifts, really paying yeah. attention to what somebody would want or thinking about, you know, a birthday gift and making cards and just those little things, just we, they really get to know each other by homeschooling (laughs) all the time. They know each other so well. So let's kind of capitalize on that, especially with birthdays and Christmas and little things and being a part of, of their, of their siblings' lives. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I know. I, I love that we get so much time together. And recently I shouldn't even share this. I'm embarrassed this morning. (laughs) They've been fighting like crazy. And I'm like, I think that you guys need some time apart. And I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, and I'm like, okay, I can be dramatic. I'm like, you need to chill out a little bit. But I'm like, actually having this conversation, I'm like, we need to go and address that again. I'm like, we don't need time apart. We need to, <laughs> we need to figure out like what is going on with you guys, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yep. And just, yeah, just looking at like, what is often it's the heart 
mm-hmm. of one or both, and then trying to figure out what is that heart issue. And we did character, character training. <laughs> that sounds so like it's so methodical, but we just did a lot of different character trait books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting with the fruit of the spirit, but then, yeah. you know, if I found more books and <laughs> if they ever saw this one book coming out, they're like, Oh no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go through this book again. And, you know, just really kind of talking, just trying to address. And sometimes there'd be something like I was noticing some, one of them lying a lot. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we need to, we need to pull in honesty is something we need to work on. And I wouldn't make it obvious I me mean, to that later on, they'd be like, yeah, we know, you know, so-and-so was lying a lot. And that's why you pulled out the, uh, you know, that's why we skipped ahead to the honesty section. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just kind of a little covertly, but I guess I wasn't as covert as I thought maybe I was. Yeah. But yeah. Just a lot of just talking and then, then being able to say things like, you know, we would work on say diligence. And then when I noticed that they weren't being diligent. I was like, Hey, remember that unit on diligence? Yes. I remember. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, remember the outcome and the benefit and the Bible stories that we read and how we saw in, you know, that Bible story and that Bible character about how that actually blessed them in their life. And yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times when they're little, it's, you just feel like you could just talking a lot about all the same mm-hmm. things and, but it does, it sticks in there. It'll stick. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it just reminds me, there's one verse, I can't remember what verse it is, but it's like, do, do everything as if you're working onto the Lord. And I keep meaning to pull that one out. I'm like, we need to like dissect this and like really make this one of our memory verses um, recently. Cause as I've noticed as my older one, just recently, it's almost like he's like a preteen already, but um, I guess he is kind of, oh my gosh. But um, you can see that shift in him that I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, you're really cutting corners over here, you know, but I'm like, oh, we gotta, we gotta talk about that Bible verse and what it means and why it's important. And you know, the benefits that come from it and really dig into it. Yeah. Maybe uh, write it on your mirror in the bathroom. If you have like some big mirror, you can write it on there, write it on some pieces of paper, post-it notes, little sticky notes, kind of like, you know, put it around the house. They'll see it. (laughs) Right. Nice. So I'm curious. So you talk about culture and how like some families um, are movie buffs and some are this or that. Like what, what would you say your family culture is? What do you guys into? You know, I feel because, and I think a lot of people feel like this, feel like we don't have something to do. We can look at everybody else and usually figure out what their family culture is. But I would say, I don't think ours is super obvious to maybe other people. I'm just picking up from things that my kids have said. And I would say that our family culture is really focused on relationships and service because my kids, we were recently somewhere for church last, Oh, last month or something, they had a big dinner and we just went and attended and they were like, this is really weird that we're just here attending and not serving. I'm not used to, I'm not used to just coming and attending something. (laughs) So I realized, wow, we've done a lot of service and they will willingly jump into service and people know that they can pull us you know, from something, if say, um, I don't know, it's Christmas Eve service or something, and they don't have enough ushers, they know they can grab my husband, my boys or something and, and pull them, pull them in. And <laughs> they have a term. I don't know if they made this up or if someone had said, I, I don't, I think someone said at some point, but they'll say, yeah, we're often voluntold. So basically <laughs> like told that you're volunteering for this and they're okay with it. And we've done that all, all along. And that's been a huge blessing of homeschooling is that we could go and do stuff during the day. And it's been Mm -hmm. really neat for them to form relationships with 
older, older people who would maybe be available during the day. So say at church, there was some for a while, for a few years, there was a packaging once a, once a week or something, they package meals, we bring it uh, to homeless people at a nearby uh, town or something. And it was all people in their seventies and eighties. And then us, you know, me and my three teens or, you know, tweens and teens, and we would show up and do it. And those the couple of people that were always there every week and they just formed really good relationships with my kids and yeah. it's kind of neat for them to watch them grow up and get older. And so anyway, that's a long, probably long answer to saying probably like our family culture is focused on relationships, not just among us, but relationships with other people. Yes. And by doing, we've, we are known kind of, I mean, for a while, I felt like I thought we were like the, we're the party house, but not really <laughs> like we would just <laughs> we're very willing to host people for dinner. It's not hosting and hospitality comes naturally. And it's something that we've learned and kind of grown in. So I guess maybe I'd add that in there too: relationships, hospitality, and service. Yes. Awesome. I love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. We're going to wrap it up there for today because I know you mamas are busy and you only got so much time to listen, but I hope that so far this conversation has given you some ideas and some inspiration about how you can create family culture, about how you can nurture your relationships and grow your family relationships too. So I just, I pray that the Lord blesses you and that he inspires you with with ideas and ways that he's calling you to pour into your family. And um, check out the next part of our interview in just a couple days. All right, God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.